0: Inside Chicago Government.
1: Shygov.com.
0: Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Glowitz. Ben Jarofsky writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader, and he's here with me today. What's the good word today, Ben? It's cold. But we're going to heat it up now. <laughs> okay. Today, we're talking about your article titled, Mayor Emanuel swears he's not interested in running for president. So, of course, he is. Great headline. It ran in the Reader on January 31st, 2013. In this article, you tease out the signs that Mayor Emanuel will or won't run for president in 2016. I surmise from your article that you think Rahm Emanuel, A, will run for president— <laughs> In 2016, if Hillary Clinton doesn't, B, might run for re-election as mayor, and C, ultimately aspires to a position of national prominence. Sound right?
1: This is one of my favorite little themes, Dave, that I explore more frequently on the blog posts that I write, and that is my suspicion. And it's just a suspicion because I don't talk to Rahm Emanuel on a regular basis.
0: He stopped calling
1: you. (laughs) So I don't really know what's on his mind, but I've always suspected that his stay as mayor of Chicago was all about advancing his political aspirations for something else.
0: It always was a stepping stone. A
1: stepping stone. The reason why this is so important to me, other than I just love talking politics with other people who are obsessed with politics, is that I'm trying to take this and come to some kind of understanding of why the mayor does what he does as a mayor. And for the first, what's almost two years now, of his reign, it's clear that his policies and positions are sort of choreographed to perpetuate a narrative of himself as this new kind of Democrat who came into Chicago and changed the way things were and took on all the tough... Special interests that no other mayor would take on. And so to sort of use himself as a contrast to Mayor Daly, though he never comes out and specifically states that because he's playing a game and maintaining some sort of closeness with the dailies. So I've just watched this for a long time and I decided to put it in print. So I do believe that this is a stepping stone to something else. But my sense is that he sort of trapped the plan that he may have had, which is to uh, have a great one term and then move on to run in the 2016 election. One, he hasn't had that great a term. And two, I don't think he'll ever run against Hillary Clinton. And so until she announces that she's not running, he's sort of trapped.
0: Do you think that Rahm Emanuel would settle for something other than national elected office, for example, CEO of Microsoft?
1: It's so funny you should say that. I've had so many conversations with this. So, Mayor Emanuel, if you're listening, you should be flattered that so many people talk about you and your aspirations. I gave
0: him a subscription to our podcast for Christmas.
1: Okay. I'm sure he listens to it all the time. But he was
0: in Vietnam, so he didn't get oh, it.
1: Oh, yeah, right. get it. Uh, well, it's the Internet. You can get it anywhere. They don't have the Internet. They don't have the Internet in <laughs> <Just> Vietnam? <kidding. laughs> You caught him in there, I'm like, what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, that's North Korea. <laughs> yeah, I
0: get those confused.
1: So, you know, it's one of the favorite topics of conversations by people in Chicago, political junkies in particular, Alderman. Alderman loved talking about Mayor Rahm's political aspirations. I'm not alone by any means in believing that he has them and that Chicago is a stepping stone. I believe that you, Dave Glowatz, also share that opinion. I do. Yeah. Oh, I know. I had a conversation just the other day with a political operative who said, well, if you can't run for president, he'll either try to become senator or he'll become the head of Goldman Sachs. That opened up a whole new world of possibilities just to get out of politics altogether and be the man in the world of finance, which is a pretty powerful thing. So I have a sense that he's moving upwards. Um, He's exceedingly ambitious and very determined to get ahead. So I just can't imagine him sticking around for more than two terms. And that second term would just be something he has to do because there's no other viable alternatives. Sort of a holding pattern. Yes, a holding pattern.
0: As usual, I want to bring this away from the realm of politics and into the realm of governance. Go ahead. What impact do you think Rob Emanuel's career aspirations have on the citizens of Chicago, specifically with regard to how their government operates?
1: I share that interest as well. I mean, I think that what we have with Rahm is sort of a continuation in many ways of what we have uh, under Daley, and that is an all-powerful mayor— who controls all aspects of government, including the schools, particularly the schools. I think it's even more controlled under Rom. is everything is choreographed. Job announcements now. I don't recall this under Daily Friends. I've written about this. We've talked about this. If a national corporation expands, there's a press conference, and it's almost like a command performance for the CEO or some top executive to stand next to the mayor, sort of like praise the mayor and thank the mayor for a decision that they made on their own. It's getting people to believe that everything good that happens in their city is the result of this one mayor, and that just sort of encourages a worship of our powerful mayor that I think is um, to our detriment, and I think so he's carrying on and maybe even making it uh, more dramatic.
0: So that implies to me that because he has this control fetish Mm -hmm. and so much basks in the appearance of control, that he's less likely from a governing standpoint to allow— the decision-making to sort of move horizontally, like move away from the top and make it less inclined for local managers to feel like taking risks or making decisions that might serve the public better.
1: Well put. I agree with you completely. I think I'm going to steal everything you just said and write a column about it and take all the credit for it.
0: That was copyright 2013, Dave (laughs) Goetz.
1: No, but it's true, and it just feeds this notion that we have that we need all-powerful despots as mayors to get anything done, that it would be anarchy without them. Our life, to a certain degree, would go on uh, without an all-powerful despot. Businesses would make their decisions to move in Chicago, even if he didn't control every single little – press conference and stage so i think it just feeds this notion that chicago and sort of have that the world is very chaotic and dangerous and we need an all powerful protector to guide us post 911 we're innovators in this i mean I really felt this strongly when I first moved to Chicago, and Harold Washington soon after became mayor, and we had a brief four-year experiment with democracy. It was noisy and ugly and obnoxious and racially tinged, but there was a check and a balance. After Harold Washington died, we quickly retreated to a one-man benign uh, tyranny, which has sort of lasted now since, when was that, 89, when Daley first got elected? Right. So how many years that's been? Twenty-four. I think that we predate 9-11, that whole 9-11 mentality that you're getting at. I saw this at play, this notion that we need a strong, powerful, tough mayor in the 2011 mayoral election. Daley was gone. And, you know, a lot of Chicagoans told me, just in private covers, well, you know, like uh, DeValle is not tough enough. We need a tough mayor. And Rom's tough. So I'm going to vote for Rom. Just... Shows you how deeply entrenched this all is. So, this notion that Mayor Emanuel is only going to be here for four years and is going to use Chicago to promote his legacy as opposed to creating a legacy in Chicago is true, I believe. But the essential theme that the carryover from Daly is that, well, at least he's a tough, strong mayor. He's going to keep everybody in line.
0: If Rahm Emanuel were to run for president in 2016, <laughs> Who would you like to see run for mayor of Chicago? Oh
1: my God! I, you know, dang, you really nailed it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I have to. Whenever I talk to a politician these days, I always say, why don't you run against Mayor Rahm? I mean, just, I've said that conversation with so many different well, who's politicians. Who's the last one you said that to? Let's see. Uh, who's the last alderman I talked to? Was it Fioretti? Fioretti? Uh, probably Fioretti, or maybe it was Rick Munoz. I can't remember. I'd say it routinely. I said it to Tony Preckwinkle's people. I say it to the union people. Karen Lewis should run against Rahm Emanuel. I think I may have said it to Maria Pappas, press secretary. Have Maria Pappas run against Rahm Yeah. I think every congressional press person I've talked to, have so-and-so run against <laughs> I'm pretty much down to ward superintendents. You run against Rahm Emanuel, <laughs>
0: Sam Holloway.
1: Oh my, that's the firefighter. I want him to run against Rahm. Emanuel. But who
0: would you? Who would you really like to see? Rahm?
1: Well, which I think what you're asking me.
0: I'm saying if Rahm wasn't in the race.
1: Oh, if Rahm was not in the race, right. who in this city that I've seen most closely represents my worldview? Mm, I can't think of anybody, Dave. I really can't think of anybody. I know you think, oh, you're "Oh, you ducking my question, but I can't think of anybody when you put it this way as opposed to who do I want to run just to defeat Rahm Emanuel or shake things up. Like, I want Tony Preckwinkle to run against Rahm Emanuel because I think she could really give him a run for the money and it would be an interesting race.
0: But you're not crazy about her as mayor.
1: Well, Tony Preckwinkle and I have been on opposite sides pretty much <laughs> every issue, uh, you know, the TIFFs, uh, the Olympics. I guess I'm just a contrarian. I'm on the opposite side of most people, most issues.
0: What about Congressman Mike Quigley?
1: Oh, Mike Quigley, my man. I like Mike Quigley. He jumped on the TIF issue years ago and helped promote it and used it. I think that's part of the reason why he got elected congressman. Hey, Mike, if you're listening, please, you come back to Chicago and run against Rahm Emanuel.
0: If he doesn't view that as a demotion.
1: <laughs> no, mayor versus congressman.
0: Mayor of Chicago.
1: Yeah, mayor of We're Chicago. I'm not talking mayor of Detroit. No. Quigley's? sharp guy. He, I think he'd make a good candidate, a very good candidate. So I used to encourage Luis Gutierrez to run many years ago when he was still speaking to me. For some reason, he stopped speaking to me. I don't know
0: why. That's unfortunate. Yes, These for... days, when you would want to speak to him.
1: <laughs> well, this is a long time ago. We're talking about uh, in the mid-O's. We talked about Jesse Jackson the last time we were together. And, we um, talked
0: about Triple J. We didn't talk about Double J.
1: I'm sorry. Jesse Jackson Jr. And I was really hoping he would run against Mayor Daley. He did not. But I remember at the time urging Luis Luis Gutierrez, you know, when we, I was finishing up an interview, oh, Ron, Louis, run. But I always felt that to beat a giant, you have to run a giant, so to speak, although none of these people that I've mentioned are really tall, but giant and sort of the metaphoricals. Well, stuff. neither is Ron. Right, that's a daily, Ron, Luis Gutierrez, Mike Quigley. Like in terms of Quigley, sort of fought his way to the top, so to speak, of North Side politics. I mean, Mike Quigley was a community activist in the Lakeview area when I first moved to Chicago in the 80s, and he was very active in the fight against lights in Wrigley Field. Talk about an ancient dead issue. And then he went to work as an aldermanic aide to Alderman Bernie Hansen. And Then he ran unsuccessfully against Helen Schiller and, and eventually made his name as a commissioner in the board of Cook County Commissioners. Uh, where he became a vocal uh, opponent of the Stroger regime. But what I liked about Quigley, and for whatever reason he did it, I, I still give him credit for it, he took on daily on that issue of TIFFs in 06, which was a very courageous thing to do and ultimately didn't get anywhere in terms of reforming the TIFF program. But I think he did a lot to win respect for Quigley in a lot of circles in Chicago, and now he's the congressman.
0: That's all we've got time for. Ben, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, David. Listeners, we welcome your questions, comments, and suggestions on our interviews. You could post those to Facebook or Twitter. Search for Inside Chicago Government. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, you could do that on the web at shigov.com, C-H-I-G-O-V. I'm Dave Glowitz. Thanks for listening.